tuning into this episode of Pacey Performance Bite Size. So this clip comes from episode 330 and features Ben Rosenblatt and Martin Evans, both who work for the Football Association here in England. So it's a bit of a reflective piece. So Ben worked with uh, Birmingham City early in his career and is reflecting on the things that he's learned and how he's taking that and improving himself in his role at the Football Association. But just before we do dive into this clip with Martin and Ben, I want to say a big thank you to Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode today. So if you're looking for a free solution to be able to collect, analyze, and visualize data to coaches, check out AMS Lite from Rock Daisy at rockdaisy.com. I'll stay stay with you, Ben, just for a second. I'll come to get, get Martin's opinion on this uh, as well. But you mentioned about you're, in, I think you're young and incompetent when you're at Birmingham, Birmingham City, Ben. Um, but why was that? And what's what's changed since? And what were your initial observations when coming into international football? So two, probably three questions in there. Well, what, well, so the first one is why am I incompetent? Well, no, why were you incompetent then? Thanks, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that um, what, one of the one of the and I've reflected a lot on that and it's one of the most formative experiences I've had within my career and one of the um, mistakes I made was trying to put a training model or physical preparation model in place um, independent of the environment that I was operating within and I couldn't understand why other people didn't share my perspective of the world um, yeah, so I, I think that when I came to ask more questions and listen to the answer and trying to interpret them into what, what that could mean for a physical preparation model, um, I, you know, I didn't like some of the answers I was hearing. So I ended up pushing the model e- even further and even harder. So I think I think fundamentally that was a critical mistake. And, and I see that reflected, um, you know, I see that happen in, in a lot of people. And I've got to be conscious of some of got to be absolutely conscious of that throughout now and throughout the rest of my career as well which you know building back to Martin's point earlier and the question you were asking is that's why it's so important to be surrounded by people who will challenge you and then you have, and being able to be receptive to that level of challenge as well um so I think that that, that was a critical mistake that I made um there were lots of other factors you know at play within that particular situation but it was also an enjoyment an experience I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed um and i wouldn't change for the world so um what what were my observations when i i suppose i can't remember question two but i remember question three and uh, i'm still stuck on why why are you so incompetent but that, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah i've written a list actually <laughs> now let's let's jump to three there was two in one on the first one you've you've, you've come yeah. that's all good. <laughs> Why are you incompetent and why are you really incompetent? <laughs> so observations uh, when we first stepped into, uh, into international football, again, having worked in professional football and having worked in um, Olympic sport and consulted in professional football in different environments and different stages as well. First observation I made was, I made was, I suppose, the variety of demand that the players were facing within their club environments. So if you look across the pathway from 14 years old all the way up to seniors, you've got some players that are playing on a regular basis, some players who aren't playing at all, some players are playing up age groups, some players are on loan, some players are sitting on the bench. Um, Then you've got the other dimension of club um, physical preparation models 
um, being really, really diverse and different. You know, there's the German method, the Spanish method, the English method, that you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we believe in this, we don't believe in that. And then that changing throughout the season as well. So that was that was one observation. The second observation I made was around um, how often on camp and across the age groups, we were having to modify what was taking place on the pitch um, and the constraints that some of the players were under. So we were having to, you know, he probably can't complete this session today or we probably shouldn't train today. He needs to rest. Um, you know, this person always has two days off after a game. And coming from um, more recently a combat sport background um, and the hockey background where we had to prepare players to um, compete eight matches in 13 days, it was all about how can we keep these guys on the pitch and training for as long as possible. Um, so that was, um, for me, that was a real a difference that, that I'd observed. And I suppose the third observation, I suppose, yeah, the third, I suppose, difference is, third observation is actually just the level that these guys were performing at was, was exceptional and the quality um, and the, the kind of conditioning to the specific activities or the bandwidth of activities that they were they were competent in was just incredible. Um, and I suppose the, the, you know, huge credit to the clubs because these, you know, the guys in the clubs have been working so hard to push these guys with, um, enable, to enable them to compete at such a high level um, and to have some of them having some really outstanding physical attributes. The fourth observation that I made was that, that I suppose that the demand that they were facing at international environment and some of the differences between that and the club. And the idea is that, well, regardless of the philosophy or the model they're training in, regardless of the volume of work that they or, you know, the type of schedule they're on before they come in, when they come into an international camp or a tournament, we're still going to have to knock out five, six, seven games within a 20-day period sometimes. So the demand doesn't change and, and and the levels of performance are exceptionally high. So myself and Martin and the rest of the team became really, really curious about um, how is it that we're able, we, we, yeah, how, how can we support these players to be able to cope with this huge jump and increase in demand or, or shift in demand, I should say, um, independent of the experience that they had coming in. Now, obviously, some of the biases that I had from the preparate, the environments I've worked in previously orientated more towards physical conditioning. So the experiences we've had around players being fitter and stronger, um, tending to recover better and tending to be able to cope with high levels of you know, higher volumes and higher intensities of training. So that was an area that myself and Martin and the rest of the team became really, really curious about. Same to you, Martin. Initial observations at international football. For someone, yeah, I mean, did you you haven't worked in football? That was not with new sports. Okay, interesting. No, I worked in rugby prior as a team sport, but um, at a kind of age grade level. So yeah, very different experiences coming in, and similar to what Ben said, I I came from a program that we had uh, continual access to the riders throughout the course of the year. We had very few major competitions in a year, so kind of four or five competitions. So a completely different model in terms of that classical kind of preparation into competition idea. We probably had eight months of the year to prepare to compete, whereas we've now come into completely the reverse. And something that's always stuck with me is on um, the first couple of days I went to the building, um, I met with Dave Redding, who was at the FA at that time, 
And one of the things he said to me was international is different. And at the time I was like, yeah, I know. Like, but it wasn't until like you get into that journey and start to unpick some of the complexities that Ben's talked about and you realize how different it is because it was a completely different experience to what we were used to in that we didn't have that access. And that's one of the big, I guess, challenges that we faced is that we all thought that physical preparation was important, but we didn't actually have that much time with the players to make that because when we're together, we're actually going to compete to win. So like those two things don't usually go hand in hand. I know when I was going to cycling competitions, we would train hard then we'd look to put in some kind of like transition period where they could adapt and then go and perform. We didn't have that window. So we had to think completely different about this problem that we, or challenge that we faced. And it was that, that was probably one of the most um, rewarding experiences is, is almost that enlightenment moment where you're like, ah, I'm thinking about this entirely wrong. And I remember when I came in, I was like, well, we'll just do this, this and this. And similar to Ben is like, we'll apply this model and we'll be fine. But that was like so much work that was outside of um, like what we could actually control. So then we had to kind of change our mindset to approach that problem and define the problem differently as well. How long did it take for that light bulb moment? I don't know. I, I can't remember. I remember it was quite a while in. <laughs> like we in the had, hot tub. Yeah, probably in the hot tub. <laughs> like we, we definitely had conversations about elements of it, but like I don't think we'd really put it all together. Because like Ben said, like using the squatting analogy is like we knew that if they just did something consistently, that that would like probably solve some of the the challenges that we were seeing. But the crux of the issue is we couldn't just get them to do that consistently because that's not that's not what we were there to do. And so then we had to think differently about, well, what what can we influence in the time that we have with the players um, and how do we go about that? And that was, yeah, that was a really kind of rewarding experience, I think. Ben, I don't know how you feel about that experience. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, it certainly took a while and I think you have to live it a little bit to understand it. And I think it's, and the, the and you see that when new people come in or <clears throat> to work within the programme as well, you see them going, and this isn't just physical performance coaches, but other disciplines, including coaching, who are used to working with players on a day-in, day-out basis. You know, they apply that, you, you go in and you apply the same thing that has worked up until that point, And then you realise that you're in a very different different environment you know and it's definitely shifted the way I think about physical preparation sessions when we're on camp you know my my job when I'm on camp unless it's in a tournament is to develop certain not just me but the rest of the physical performance team our job is to inspire you know inspire uh, empower and um, influence the players to be able to change some of their physical preparation habits um, back within their club environment you know, our ambition is to make sure when a, pl a player comes back to the club the, and to the club PPC, the, the club PPC is licking their the physical performance coach, licking their lips. They're going, brilliant. This guy wants to, this guy, this girl wants to work with me. Because I know that we would all, having, sat in, you know, having worked in the club environment before, you really want to work with the guys. You go, come on, Ben, how can I get faster? How can I get stronger? How can I become more robust? And pitching up and commit to it with the intensity and consistency that they require. So we definitely see that as across our physical performance team as more of our role now is to establish environments and tasks which inspire and change players' mentality towards their physical preparation rather than, you know, whilst retaining the consistency of their ongoing work. 
um, without, you know, yeah, which is slightly different towards putting on a training session to maximise their intensity for to develop a given stimulus. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pacey Performance Bite Size. So if you want to listen to the full episode with Ben and Martin, it's episode number 330, and you can get that on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Big thanks to Rock Daisy for sponsoring this episode today, and I'll chat to you soon.